The last words of any man are significant, but how much more when those last words are spoken by the God-man, the Lord Jesus? In today's study, we visit the cross and listen to the final words of Christ spoken just before his death. You will find that they hold tremendous truth and application for all of us who live on this side of the cross. Open your Bible and let's join Scott Pauley now at Calvary. At the beginning of our Lord Jesus' public ministry, he preached arguably the most famous sermon he ever preached. People refer to it today as the Sermon on the Mount. And in that Sermon on the Mount, uh, he gave a number of Beatitudes. And so many of those deal with attitude and spirit and forgiveness and the showing of mercy. But I love this. Jesus didn't just preach that on the Mount of Beatitudes. He practiced it at Mount Calvary. We're studying this cry from the cross found in Luke chapter number 23 when Jesus says, Father, forgive them. Now, we've learned already from the first word, Father, that uh, this particular expression is a prayer. So that's a good starting point. That's always a good starting point in every difficulty, pray. But notice the second word, not only the word Father, but now the word forgive. And notice that this cry from the cross is not only a prayer, it is a pardon. And it is not human forgiveness that is being dealt with here. It is divine forgiveness. We know so little of this. In fact, our response when the enemies come and when difficulty comes, our response is much like Peter's response in the garden. Do you remember what he did? He grabbed the only sword he could and tried to chop a man's head off. You remember? He cut off a man's ear. That was Peter's response. Our Lord's response is so opposite of that. If anybody has reason to bring judgment, it is the Lord. He knows us better than we know ourselves. Sin is an offense against a holy God. It's an offense against the law of God and the love of God. Sin is ignorance of God. In fact, Jesus even reveals that here when he says, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He understood what the people didn't even understand. He understood that they were so spiritually ignorant and in darkness, they did not even understand who they were putting to death. That's what sin is. At its core, sin is ignorance. It is blindness. Only the truth of Christ can open our eyes to that. But here's the amazing thing. Jesus not only knows us, he loves us. He knows us better than we know ourselves, and he loves us even when we are unlovely. The Bible says, when we were without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. God commended his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, not when we cleaned ourselves up. And so today, I want to say to every person that's listening to me, two things. The first is this, that Jesus offers you divine forgiveness. Not human forgiveness, divine forgiveness. What's the difference? All right, let me illustrate for just a moment. Do you remember when Stephen was being martyred in the book of Acts. He's being put to death for his faith in Christ, for following the Lord Jesus. He forgave his executioners. And how did he forgive them? He said this, lay not this sin to their charge. He literally said to God, don't don't condemn them for this. Don't lay this sin to their charge. When Christ died, he is ultimately saying to the Father, lay this sin to my charge. Man's forgiveness is... Uh, God, please don't hold this against them. God's forgiveness is, 
I'll take the sin. I'll take the debt. This is powerful. You see, God's forgiveness runs much deeper than man's forgiveness. It's much fuller, much higher. It's perfect in every way. Jesus Christ was literally dying for what he was praying for. He was making a way, if I may say it this way, for his own prayer to be answered. Father, forgive them. The only way we could be forgiven is through the cross. The cross was where your sins were paid for. God's forgiveness is always connected to the cross. God's forgiveness is not just emotional. It's not sentimental. It's holy and it's just. Someone had to pay our sin debt and Jesus paid it in full. He paid it so you could be forgiven. They say that Napoleon, in his, in his uh, adventurous uh, advancement, in his exploration and his conquering of nations, finally came to the Alps, and he wanted the nation on the other side of the Alps. And his closest advisors said to him, Sir, uh, we, we know you want to conquer more lands, but we, we can't go around the Alps. The armies won't make it. We can't go over uh, the Alps are in the way. And they said that Napoleon stood up and said, then there shall be no Alps. And they thought he was crazy. He wasn't crazy. He hired engineers to come in. And to this day, one of the great engineering marvels was a pass that was cut literally straight through the, those mountains, through the Alps to give access to the other side. He literally cut a pass straight down the middle, right through. And it was if Calvary, a mountain of my sin and my guilt and my condemnation stood in the way of me ever getting to a holy God. And so what does Jesus say? Then there shall be no mountain. I'll remove the sin. That's what Jesus did at the cross. You see, the cross is not the end. It's the bridge. In one hand, Jesus Christ took a holy God. And in the other hand, he took unholy humanity and he brought the two together. He made a way so that those of us who've been separate from God because of our sin could be made one again. And so I want to say to every person listening today, first of all, you need God's forgiveness. You need to accept divine forgiveness. You can't earn it. You don't deserve it. That's why it's forgiveness. And so come to the cross. Come to Jesus Christ. Uh, realize he paid for all of your sins, past, present, and future. They were all future when he died. He paid for it all, and he made a way so that you could be forgiven by the heavenly Father because of the Son. Do you remember Ephesians 4.32? Be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. And so here is the second application today. Not only should you accept forgiveness, you should give it. Those who have received it should relay it. Certainly, I mean by that you should tell others about the forgiveness of God and share with them the good news of the gospel. People need forgiveness everywhere. People living under the guilt and condemnation of sin, living under the burden and weight of their failures. Can you imagine living and, God forbid, dying under that? Tell somebody. Pass it on. But I also mean by this, not only telling them of God's forgiveness, but you and I learning to forgive. You and I learning in prayer as Jesus did, to forgive others. They asked Mr. Lincoln near the end of the Civil War, how will you treat the Confederate states? How will you treat those, those generals? And how will you treat those people that fought against us? And they said Lincoln paused for a moment and then said these words, I will treat them 
like they have never been gone. May I tell you, that's what Jesus does. He doesn't hold your sin over your head and beat you over the head with a club. The devil does that. He's the accuser of the brethren. Jesus cast all of his sins behind your back, buries it in the sea of his forgetfulness. One mark of true forgiveness is you refuse to bring it up again. And so I want to say to you today, if you've been forgiven, forgive others. Learn to forgive even those who've done you wrong. Why? Because you've been forgiven much more than that. And how can you prove that you truly are forgiving? Just choose never to bring it up again. Do you see how these words are not only a prayer, but they are also a pardon? May God give you the grace and strength and enabling today to both receive God's forgiveness for yourself and then pass it on to someone else. Can you hear the cries from the cross? In each of these Holy Spirit-inspired words, God has a message for us. We hope that through this study, you will come to know and love the Lord Jesus in a deeper way. For more information on a personal relationship with Christ or for helpful devotional resources, please visit us at enjoyingthejourney.org. You will have access to hundreds of articles, full-length Bible messages, and the complete Enjoying the Journey broadcast library. Remember that only as you follow God's Word will you find Christ's joy.